Okay, listen up. We have an assignment. We're on now. All right, so she, she mentioned a word that I used in my little flyer. She mentioned, mission, mentioned the regiment. So we have been praying here on, on Friday mornings, and it's good. But now we have an assignment because we have a revival coming up, and each one of us needs to do our part. So in the 30 days before the revival, we have a little time. We are each going to pray because we need to hit the battlefield for our for our revival. So I need 30 people, 60 people, whatever, but I'll have a sign-up sheet, and I need everybody to pray one day at least before the barn revival comes. So I'm going to put that out there on the table, and I want each of you to know that your prayers availeth much. So please pray as the Lord leads, but I want you to pray with this, the sincerity of the Lord and pray for our revival because I think this time is going to be a huge time, and I think we don't have to wait till the revival either. So if you want to start now, you go right ahead because I'm already. But definitely for the 30 days before the revival. So I will have that sign-up sheet out front there. And I want somebody to sign their name to it and just take a day to pray. Can you do that? Okay. There you go. All right. Lord, thank you that we can walk boldly into your throne room. Lord, thank you that we can ask because you're a father that cares. Lord, when my kids ask their dad for something, he is quick to run and do it. And Lord, I know that you're quick to run and do it for us. Lord, you have prepared us. You've prepared our hearts for this, Lord. And I pray that those words will start coming up out of our belly, Lord, and that we would speak your word over this revival, Lord, that your power would come, that your might would come, Lord, that your repentance would come. Lord, the conviction of the Holy Spirit would come and it would fill the place to so much that it would be dripping from the rafters. Lord, I love you and I thank you that, that you're going to do these things. Lord, thank you that you have given us this power. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, are you ready for the word? Tommy's going to preach. Come on. Before we pray for him, I want to mention, I knew there was one other thing. Laura Beth Malloy will be here next week with us to share, to preach. Mm -hmm. And so um, she is from Hominy, um, but she has been for, I don't know, probably 15 years. She's been in Ireland, and she has a church over there, and she's been here before. Some of you all probably remember her, but she'll be here ministering next Sunday morning, so I wanted to be sure and mention that. Okay. Lord, we just come to you. Thank you for Tommy. Lord, I bless him, and thank you for who he is and for what he is in this place. Lord, just release your power in and through him, and I thank you, Lord, for the man of God that uh, you have called him to be and who he is, and we just bless him now. Rob. Bless him. Thank you, Lord. Bless him. I just thank you for my brother Tommy, and I just uh, thank you, Lord, that you did turn this thing around for him. I just thank you that you are turning things around for, for everyone, Lord, that, that seeks your face. And I just uh, lift my brother to you. I just, um, I just say once again, God is with you. 
God's prepared you for such a time as this. And I, I just thank you, Lord, for Tommy and uh, for bringing him back home in Jesus' name. We bless you. Tommy, you're a son whom I'm well pleased. Amen, amen. Thank you guys so much. Well, I'm just going to add on to where Erica was on that prayer deal. Everybody good? Everybody ready? Say amen. Are you sure you're ready? Say amen. Uh, because here's the deal, you really don't have a choice. You know what I'm saying? I mean, really, you know, you got a choice, but you don't have a choice. You've got options of how you choose. Are you listening to me? But the ultimate choice, the option of what you choose, is based upon your choice. Think about what I'm saying. Confusing, isn't it? Huh? Kind of like a riddle. But it is. I choose to serve God every day. I choose to be in prayer every day. I choose to listen to God every day, not just talk. Amen? I've got to hear from God. We started, I'll just go back a little ways and we'll just see where God goes. About uh, a year ago now, you know, we, we've had a ministry for going on 17 years now over in Claremont at Tulsa at the racetracks. We've been there. We left here, went over there, and here we are back. And all these times, you know, you, you think, man, I'm, I'm rocking on. I'm doing good. I'm, I'm, I'm called. I'm, I'm getting to do what God's called me to do for a living. I support my family. It's awesome. Everything's great. And then all of a sudden, whammo. Out of nowhere. And you don't know where, but you're sure that you did something somehow to get yourself in a spot to where you can't hear from God anymore. And it's not that God's not talking. It's just that I got myself so far away for a while I couldn't hear anything. Amen? I mean nothing. Look, and I'm crying out, I'm praying, I'm doing everything, and then as soon as I'm done with that, I'm doing what I want to do because I've made the choice to do something against the Word of God. I'm just being honest with you guys. I wasn't out there living like a terrible heathen, but I was not being obedient to the Word of God, which puts me in the category of being a terrible heathen. Amen? There's heaven and hell. There's not a vacation spot in between. Amen? It's the facts of it, not my opinion. The Word of God. But in all this stuff as I'm crying out, and we are, we're crying out, and I'm crying out in my alone time, I know what I've, in my heart what I need to be forgiven of, what I need to repent of, all these different things, and yet I stuck my heels in the ground, and I said, no, God, I know better that's not you talking to me because, see, I'm a chaplain, I'm a pastor, I'm doing what God's called me to do. There's no way that the enemy has infiltrated my mind and made me speak things that are wrong. Ha-ha, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, huh? It happens. And I found myself in such a place. of torment, of fear, of rejection, of all these different things that I thought, why? 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 It just hit me from the left and from the right and I can't get away from any of it. And I'm just, and this went on for years. It wasn't like it was a day or two. 
And, and you know, as you go through things in life, you kind of get hard-hearted. Well, you do get hard-hearted, and you get cold, and you just shut down. And yet, you, you know everything there is to know about the Word of God, and you can preach it. I've preached hundreds and hundreds of times throughout the 17 years that I've been over there. Hundreds of times. And, and I'll tell you what, there's a lot of it that was really good, but a lot of it I went in there going, God, I don't even want to be here. I don't want to make the drive. Lord, I do this just to do it. Amen? And this whole time, the Lord was taking me down this path, and He's saying, I want to empty. I want you to where you absolutely have nothing but me. Nothing but me. To where I can't turn to my wife and beg for something that only God can give me. To where I can't turn to my family and my friends that yet they could help me, but they can't give me what I needed. And I knew I had put my, well, I knew God had put me in that place, but I didn't understand it. I didn't have a clue. And I was tormented in my mind and I could not, for the life of me, I, I, God was so far away I couldn't even reach Him, smell Him, nothing. I couldn't nothing. But yet going through the motions of being who I was called to be and at the same time really despising it. That's a bad place to get. But at the same time I knew I didn't like it and I didn't want to believe it, but I knew that God had just pushed me aside. I'm serious. I'm telling you the truth. He pushed me aside to where I had to just focus on Him. And I didn't know what it was for a long time. So things start coming out of my mouth that aren't good. They're not... They're, I, I was griping and complaining about the situation that I had put myself in that allowed God to move me over to the side and said, listen to me, boy. And even when I was over there, let me tell you something, I couldn't listen to him because I was griping and complaining about my situation too much. <laughs> right? And I go and I meet this brother of mine up in Bartlesville. He's a great man, a great man. And he tells me the story about his son had leukemia. And all these different things. And that they had prayed. And they had done everything out of obedience to the Word of God. And nothing... Nothing had happened. His situation got worse. And he said, I pulled into that hospital, one of them big fancy hospitals. Do you remember what the, where it was? Pulled up to one of these hospitals in northern state. I don't know where it was. And he said when he pulled in there, there was a casino sitting there and it had a big statue. Of, I think it was like a lynx, some deal they had at the what the Egyptian stuff and all that. And he said as he pulled in there, this is a really good Baptist brother of mine that's not really a Baptist. <laughs> he said he knew he heard the Lord speak to him and start commanding things to come down and to literally cry out for his son. Not to just pray. Not to just pray. There's a difference. To cry out. And as I'm, he's telling me this, I'm thinking, so that's a wow, prayer, you know a we feel the anointing. We're going to pray hard. That's not it. That's not what it is. But it's crying out to a God through a broken heart. And knowing that, Father, the mess that we're in, You're the only one that can fix this. I've heard what other pastors said, preachers, friends, my faith, all these things are telling me different things. But he cried out to God. And God healed his son laying in that bed. Now that boy's out, he's in his mid-30s, walking around, there's no problem. He runs a big ranch up north of Husky, he's doing great. Doing real great. 
as I was griping about all my stuff and Brian tells me that, I start thinking about crying out to God. Well, I never felt the Holy Spirit that I know of in all this, but as I'm going down the road, I just start crying out to God. And see, I'm, I'm, trying, to be, I'm trying to figure out some way of, of getting back in. Does that make any sense to you guys? Of entering, the, I built that wall and I couldn't figure out how I built it and I couldn't tear it down. And I'm, I mean, listen, I'm screaming and crying out, driving down the road, God, I need you, help me, deliver me, all these different things. And then the next thing you know, my son goes to the barn revival a year ago. It's not just a coincidence. He shows up there, we're watching it on TV. You know? Casey's up there laying hands and praying for everybody in there. Well, what kind of dad's going to sit home and go, oh, that's neat. Now, I'm going. I want, I want what there was going on down there. So we, me, Austin, Sarah, and, and Eric, and we load up and boom, down there, and we pull in as they're sitting down. I'm like, really? You know, why? You get five more minutes, and he goes, y'all missed it. Like, no, we watched part of it on TV, but it's great. But see, what I'm trying to tell you is through that crying out, and I still didn't know it at the time. But through that crying out, God was aligning me where He wanted me. I, it's not what I was crying out for that I thought. I had no clue. I would found myself in such a mess. As a Christian, do you believe that? As a Christian, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that He died on the cross and He rose from the dead. I believe He's my Lord and Savior. I believe all these things and I know them to be true. I've seen the prophetic. I've seen the healings. I've seen all these things. I've seen everything the Bible talks about doing and saying. But I was ready to see God move. And I'd seen it at times. And crying out. And all these different things. Fast forward a little ways. Casey goes to Born Revival. We start coming back to church here. But a little while before we were there, see the Born Revival September, I want to say it was probably June or July of last year, Eric and I are laying in bed. <laughs> I wasn't praying. I wasn't doing anything. And the Lord bothered me. Has He ever bothered you? See, I've been crying out for Him, but yet when He shows up to speak to me, I'm like, really? You know what I mean? And, and the first thing that comes to my mind is, that's not Him. What are you thinking? Because it's been so long since I've listened to Him. I don't want to say since He spoke to me, but since I listened to Him. And these are the words He spoke to me. He said, Repent and turn from all your evil ways. For I am coming. This is not the end, but the beginning. I hadn't been around the prophetic in a long, long time. And I woke Eric up, and I thought he's saying like, Hey, you, you're the only one on earth I'm talking this to right now. You pay attention before something bad happens. So I'm waking her up going, Hey, hey, Lord spoke this to me. Help me. I need help. I need something. So we just prayed, and I'm like, Nothing. I meet with Gerald a few times. I think I told him and Angie several times. I said, you know what? I don't even care if I ever preach again. I just want to sit. I need to soak it in. I need somewhere where it can be poured into me. I hadn't been anywhere like that in a long time. So we're here. About a year now. Right at about a year. And through things, you know, I've cried out my whole life, Lord, deliver me. Do this. Do that. Set me free. All these things. That are just... You know, we learn things in church, so we repeat things that we've heard, and we hope that they work. There's something we grab and toss it up, and maybe God will catch it, maybe He won't, but we'll try it again. 
Sit right back there on a Wednesday night, and I got delivered from a lot of junk that's hung on to me that had me bound up from a boy up until now. 47 years worth of it. And the thing is, I didn't know how easy it was. The hardest part was going, I need this. So see, God spoke to me, brought us back to the right place. He delivered me of things. So there's, there's some three or four pretty big whammies right there in less than a year's time. Alignment's a big thing. And I thank God for the ecclesia here and that the fivefold ministry is and will be in effect. Without that, we have nothing. We don't. This is the way God intended for the body to function. The fivefold ministry. The true church of God. We're stepping into that. So as we're crying out at home, we're doing all these things, and the Lord... Uh, <laughs> Really starts messing with us. So we'll just fast forward here to a couple of weeks. Remember a year ago, I hear this, Repent and turn from all your evil ways, for I'm coming. This is not the end, but the beginning. And Gerald starts talking about these prophets. We hadn't listened to any prophets in a long time. We just, you know, we just haven't. You know, every now and then, Chris Reed or somebody like that will listen to them. Well, I'm praying one night. Angie and Gerald start talking about painting the borders. So we said, we're going to do this. So we get outside and we do this every night. We go outside and just something that the Lord put on us and we just walk around. It might be 11 o'clock, midnight, whatever time it is, and we just walk around our driveway out there and we pray. We pray for the kids individually, each one of them, by themselves, for my grandkids, my older kids, the ones that are coming. We pray for them. And we ask God to do things. We ask Him to show us because we want to see. We don't want to just hear about it anymore. We want to see it. And that first night, we're out there praying. And I knew the Lord spoke to us and said, I want you to anoint the four corners of your property in every entryway. I said, you got it. So for a couple of days, we're talking about it. We still hadn't done it. But we're talking about it. Go over to Angie and Rob's. Visit about it right then. She gives us this thing that's just what we were looking for. And the divorce decree from your land, it's an amazing deal. So Eric and I get together again that night, and we're... We're walking around and we're praying. And I had to get away from her. <laughs> just, it wasn't that she was saying something wrong or that I didn't agree with, but I had to get away. Because Have you ever been somewhere you, it's like you hear in an auction? Blah, 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 all this stuff going on. Oh. I have never been there like this. And it's, it has not left. <laughs> it's, it's, I told Gerald this is one of the weirdest things I've ever been through in my life. And he says, Peculiar. I said, well, weird. <laughs> what do you call it? Unusual? But it should be usual. We should walk and flow in this 24-7. See, we can't serve a supernatural God through our flesh. You can't do it. No matter how hard you try and how spiritual you try to sound, you are nothing trying to serve a supernatural God in your flesh. Amen? How do you expect to see and hear the things of God if you're walking around just looking through your physical eyes going, oh, that's not good, this ain't good. What's God saying to do about it? What's God saying to declare and decree about these situations? What is God asking us to do individually and corporately with all this going on? Pray. Pray. Have you ever seen the world this bad? I firmly believe this. They killed Jesus on the cross. That didn't work for them. So they've been searching ever since then. Trying to do what the enemy laid in front of them that he knows is such a lie. 
But it's a slap in the face in front of God, to God, to take his children and do what's been going on. Amen? What does he say in the Word? It's, greater for, it's better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck and cast into a deep sea than to harm one of these. He's bringing everything to life. He's showing us all. He's doing what we've prayed for. He's exposing things. The words from the prophetic people, the prophets are moving right now. To go back to what I was saying, we're out there praying, and I said, Lord, we, we're going to do this. And the Lord showed me. I was up on my hill. And it was dark, but it was the most beautiful night. It was about blue, about the color of this stage carpet. But it was the most beautiful, and I was not up there, but I was. Can I just read this? I, I wrote this and sent it to Angie. This'll, this is the morning after it happened. Sorry, I'll have it pulled up in just a second. So the next morning, I told my wife about it, and I was just in tears, shook up, loving it. But see, we've been talking about the fear of the Lord for a long time, and that the church has lost the fear of the Lord. And if you don't think they have, you're absolutely deceived. Absolutely, am I right? Amen. We have lost the fear of the Lord. Look, if you if you fear the Lord, you will strive to do everything that He has commanded and called you to do. If you strive to do the Lord, if you strive to Please the Lord, and you know it's wrong and still do it, you're making a choice to not serve God. You are making, listen, but that ain't loud enough. We are making a choice to not, it's your choice. You are choosing it. The devil did not make you do it. Nobody tempted you. Let's go back to the word you're led away and tempted by your own evil lust and desires. Not that of somebody put on you, but your own. It's your choice to serve Him or it's your choice not to. That's where the rubber meets the road. It is up to you. It's your choice to enter into a supernatural spirit relationship with our supernatural God because you cannot do it in your flesh. You will look at things out of your flesh, see them in the spirit, and you will say, that's false. That didn't happen. Think about what they did to Jesus. Come on. Think about what they... He showed up. They were waiting for the Messiah. How... I mean, Jiminy Christmas... What are they thinking? They're waiting for him to call him in and he shows up and they go, you ain't him. Kill him. Kill him. Kill him now. And they said, I have nothing against this man. Why, why would I want to kill him? Because he's out there doing things on Sunday. Well, guess what we're doing? We're here. Kill that man. You, listen, they chose to do something because they reacted in flesh and not looking through the eyes of God. Not look at that, our supernatural God through supernatural eyes. How many of y'all know you can do that? Amen? <laughs> look, just because you're wrapped in flesh, what's inside of you? There it is. This is just a shell. And boy, it's a pretty one, huh? God gave me the desires of my heart. That's where Eric and I are out there praying. I'm sorry for the rabbit trails. So this is what it is. I, te I text Angie the next morning at 8.19 a.m. <laughs> I said, so around 1.30 this morning, I told you we're up there, we're out there late or early, however you want to look at it. 
So around 1.30 this morning, I was up, couldn't sleep. And out of nowhere, I was absolutely overcome with the worst fear I've ever had in my life. I'm not a tough guy, but I'm not scared much either. I've been through a lot, put myself through a lot, but this was the worst thing I'd ever felt in my life. It was just an uncontrollable fear is what it was. I really dug into praying, into prayer, coming against certain things and pleading the blood of Jesus over our entire property. But it was different. The Holy Spirit was having me anoint the four corners of our place, just like Eric and I talked about at your house, but also the top of our fence line. From corner to corner, then back to the house, he had me to do the same, to anoint the windows and the doors from the outside. As I prayed and pled the blood of Jesus over everything, I became very peaceful. This morning I was listening to Tim Sheets. He was speaking the very same thing, saying to really focus on your homes and businesses just as they did in the Passover, and he was really stressing that we pray over our homes and families that they will not be shaken. I believe he was saying to do this through August for things that are to take place. I had never experienced anything like that in my life. Like I told you, the Lord took me and I saw every corner post. We did this about a week ago and you can still see where it's running down. It is painted on every one of those corner posts and across the top of the fence and down the sides. Honest, it's not just something that you see in the Spirit or hope you do, it's there. And as we're going around that thing, the Lord took me and I saw anointing the corners in the Spirit and when he said, I want you to do the fence lines, I promise you it was the most beautiful night sky, but I was just like this with the Holy Spirit. And all I was doing was pointing at the top of the fence line, and I saw oil running from the top fence line, dripping down through every... We've got five-wire, six-wire fence, and it was just like you just poured oil. And watching it drip, and it just soaked down through every one of them. It was the most beautiful gold thing you've ever seen in your life, and it was so peaceful. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I know that the Lord was showing me before I heard what the prophets were speaking. Now, I've heard them talk about painting the borders. Well, I, I, really, I'm thinking, no, Osage County, Sky Took, amen, big town, doing stuff like that, which we need to, amen? We need to. But it's a warning. It's a prophetic warning from God. Be prepared. Amen? I, I, listen, I'm telling you. Be prepared. Bobby Connor was on TV a couple of, well, I saw the deal a couple of days ago and they were asking him. He's telling all these things. I haven't heard Bobby talk about this stuff. But he come out and he's drilling on it. He says, they said, Bobby, what are we going to have to do as Christians? You know, we struggle with things and, and, and different stuff. We're in the lifestyle and this, that, and the other as Christians that are living in sin, but yet Christians, y'all know that is possible. Don't look down your nose. That is possible. To be a Christian is stuck in something you just can't get out of. Right? They asked Bobby, they said, what about all these Christians that are going through all this stuff, you know, and they're not just dialed in with you? What do they need to do? How do they need to? And he looked at the camera and said, purity. Now listen, I don't care if that goes against your agenda or not. Purity. Search me, O oh God. Right? Created me a clean soul, a clean heart. Amen? I don't want to have anything in me 
in these times that don't look just like Jesus Christ. And that's possible. But I'm going to tell you, you've got to dig in. And you've got to want it. You've got to want it more than you want breathing air. You've got to get into that Word. He says, commit your ways to me and I will establish you in all that you do. But you've got to commit your time. If you want to know God, you've got to get to know Him and that's in that Word of God, spending time in prayer and worship. Bobby said worship is the way we're going to get through this deal. Amen? And I'm telling you, you just think what we went through in here this morning and how powerful that was. Look, perfect size group. Amen? But I'm telling you, if you're not in the presence of God, you will be deceived and even worse deceived with things to come. You will hear things go, that's not God when it is. Amen? Or you'll say that is, and it ain't. I'm telling you, if you receive a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. Look, you know what? Here's the thing. If they're wrong, oh well. But I know they're not because I know what God spoke to me before all this. He's come out and he says that he saw 51 angels around the borders of the United States. And he said, look, he didn't say this, but I saw this when he said that they weren't turning out. They weren't turning out, were they? They weren't protecting us from something that's coming in. They were turned in. And he said this, they hadn't drawn their swords yet. He said, but their swords are at the ready. And he said, my commanding angels have been sent forth with their, or my warrant commander angels have been sent forth with their orders. Time to gather up, Christians. Look, just like the Lord spoke to me, this is not the end, but this is the beginning. Matthew 24, it talks about all these things. And at the end of it, it says these are the birth pains bringing us to the new era, the new age. Then this morning, we get, what's that, LeClaire, whatever? Jennifer LeClaire, she comes out with a prophetic word this morning. She's talking about pregnant women and the changes that takes forth in the body for those nine months that that woman's pregnant and how it just changes everything. Changes her internal makeup, changes everything. And look, I'm not saying nine months, I'm not saying anything. That's up to God. But what I'm telling you is He is speaking. He is turning this thing around. And He is. But let me tell you, you better be obedient. You can't be obedient until you open that Word. What are you going to be obedient to? Right? Your own selfishness? Your own wants and desires that you call God? Ow! That hurt, didn't it? Huh? Oh, I'm going in this direction. Are you? You might be, but what's God doing? See, I was there. I, I'm telling you, I'm not saying nothing about anybody. I was there. But the clarity that has opened up because the alignment that took place in my life brought us back home, amen, and set me to where I can go, boy, God, you are still real. And you ain't never left me nor forsaken me. But see, I peeled off. And that's okay, because I'm back. <coughs> Sorry about your luck if you don't like me. <laughs> You're stuck with me. Matthew 24. We'll start in verse 1. Father, I thank You, God. Lord, I thank You so much for Your sweet Spirit. And God, I pray that You empower us this morning. God, I want to see Your manifest Shekinah glory in this place this morning. 
Lord, we felt Your presence this morning. And God, I pray as we go through Your Word, Lord, that You teach us, You instruct us, You give us a kick in the butt and send us on our way, God. Lord, we need You to charge us up, Lord, for what's to come. Open our spiritual eyes and our spiritual ears so that we can hear and see the things that You're proclaiming, Lord, so that we can go proclaim the things that You send us. Lord, we thank You for that. In Jesus' name. Matthew chapter 24, verse 1. This is that Jesus had done kind of scolded some people and all this stuff. And he said, and Jesus was leaving the temple courts. You know what he did in the temple, right? Okay. He was leading his, his disciples, came to him and pointed out the beautiful architecture of the temple. And Jesus turned to them and said, Take a good look at all these things. For I'm telling you, there will not be one stone left upon another, it will all be leveled. Later when they arrived in the Mount of Olives, his disciples came privately to him, to where he was sitting, and they said, tell us, when will these things happen? And what sign should we expect to signal your coming at the completion of this age? Jesus answered, at that time deception will run, run rampant. So beware that you are not fooled, for many will appear on the scene Claiming my authority or saying about themselves, I am the anointed one, and they will lead you astray. You will hear of wars and revolutions on every side with more rumors of wars to come. Don't panic. Don't fear. Do not fear. Amen? Are you a son and are you a child of the Most High God? Then do not fear. 365 times he says that in that Bible. One for every day of the work. Sometimes he says it twice in the same chapter. But it's 365 times in there. He is telling you, no matter what, focus on me. Don't look at what's going on. But if you stay focused on me, you will be fine. For his path is narrow and he'll keep you right there. Amen? He will empower you with everything you need. You will hear wars and revolutions on every side with more rumors of wars to come. Don't panic or give in to your fears. For the breaking apart of this world system is destined to happen. But it won't yet be the end. It will still be unfolding. Amen? I can't even see what verse is that. The next one. Seven. Nations will go to war against nations and kingdoms against kingdoms. And there will be terrible earthquakes, horrible epidemics and famines in place after place. This is how the Birth pains of the new age will begin. Amen? We, you know, listening to all these things and hearing about the angels and, and the birth pains and all this stuff. Well, how many of y'all have been stirred up in your spirit that something's not the same as it used to be? Yet, yet we can watch the news and see the disgusting filth that's taking place. And look, I don't care what your opinion is, but the Word of God says sin is sin and it's wrong as wrong gets. Amen? What's he saying? In the last days you'll see all these different things taking place. Now I'm telling you, this is not the end. But this is the beginning of the end. Amen? That's where we're at. We have got to get our mindset on the things of God. We have got to pay attention to what His Holy Spirit is saying. And again, you cannot serve Him through your flesh. If you are trying that, we need to come up here this afternoon after church is over and we need to pray. Amen? We need to pray. We love you. We love each other. 
We want to see the best for everybody. If you're stuck in a pattern of something in your life and you've cried out for God and you said, Lord, I need it and you can't get it, come today because you will receive it. In Jesus' name, you will receive it. Breakthroughs. He says, don't fear what you're going to see, what you're going to hear, all that stuff. Anoint your place. Protect yourself. Why did they do that in the Passover? Why? So the death angel would keep on going. Right? The angels are loosed. They've been given their commands. You want to be on the right side of things. Repent and turn from all your evil ways, for He is coming. It's not the end, but the beginning. We were praying the other night right before Wednesday night church, and you know I've been asking God, you know, if these seen the angels here, I've not seen them in here yet, but I know they're real. I know what the Bible says. They're here. Amen, they're here. They have to be here. We couldn't do what we're doing. Amen? They have to be. I'm standing there brushing my teeth. This is the goofiest thing. But see, I've been asking God, show me these things. Create me a clean heart, O Lord. I want to see and I want to hear. And I've been praying for my spiritual ears, my eyes to be open. They have been before. Why not again? So I've asked Him and He's done it. And He's done it in a way, I'm telling you, the last three or four days I've done nothing but cry. I can't listen to a worship song without bawling my eyes out. I can't talk to my wife about the things of God without just falling apart. So I'm praying. The other day we're getting ready to go to church and I'm in there and she's sitting over about where Miss Dixie is on the bed and I'm brushing my teeth and I turn to say something to her. And before God, as sure as I'm standing here in front of you right now, I don't know who he was, but he was this tall and I turned and he looked at me and he said, are you ready? And as I looked over his shoulder, it looked like a pie shape. I couldn't tell you if there was hundreds, thousands, or millions, however many there was. But I saw who they were and what they were. It was the most amazing thing in my life. And then when he stood there and he looked at me and he said, Are you ready? And I said in the Spirit, I said, I'm ready. And he turned and looked at them and he said, Go! And sent them. Well, then the next, <laughs> next day we hear that other deal about Chuck and the prophetic dream and all that stuff. And I mean, look, God is on the move. Get in your word. Look, he's not in the mood just so we can go, woohoo! He's in the he's he's on the move to prepare and equip his children for what's to come. Praise God. Amen. Look, we are in the greatest times ever right now. This is going to be our story. Amen. God is taking the people that go, Lord, I'm not equipped. He says, You're more than equipped. He's taking the people say, God, I've turned my back. He says, turn it again. He's taking the people say, God, I can't do this. I don't want to do it. But you've given your life to Him in the past. And guess what? Once you're entitled in that army, you don't belong to yourself. Because He is very faithful and able to complete what He started. Amen. He just wants your heart to say, here am I, Lord. Send me. But what He's wanting is more than lip service. He's wanting your heart. See, we sit here in church and go, I've given him my heart. Nah, hang on now. Judge yourself. Judge yourself. I don't want him to judge me. His judgment is final. I will judge myself and have, and I will continue to do so so I can stay in tune with Him. There's nothing better. I turned and I looked at that angel and he said, Go. 
Then I hear Chuck, uh, it was either him or Tim, one of them saying things, and it just it has messed me up to no end. It is good. It's amazing. Because I needed to be messed up. I had messed myself up for too long. And look, I'm not talking about doing anything foolish. What I'm talking about is getting out of the covering of God. Amen? Now you want to talk about a fight, go try that. Don't try that. Do not try that. But if you've never been in the covering of God, you've made that choice. See, I'm not here to tickle your ears. I'm not here to pat you on the back and say, go get them, champ. I'm here to say, no, if you're on the team, get on the team. If you don't want, if it's too hard and you don't like the heat, if practice is too much and you get sick from it, go do something else. Because God is wanting His people to rise up right now and take their rightful place. We need the intercessors. We need the evangelists. We need the prophets. We need the preachers. We need all the fivefold, everything that God has given us in order to press forward till the next days. Amen. And I'm telling you, not one stone will be left unturned. Not one stone. Amen. I said I wasn't going to get loud. I said I want to be... I did. I said, I want to be calm, and I'm going to try, and I'm going to just... I can't. I'm sorry. Miss Dixie said something Wednesday. She said, he doesn't need a microphone. I am sorry. I can't help it. <laughs> Lord, I thank you. God, you are good. In Isaiah chapter 60, let me tell you funny. So God's been doing all this stuff, and I, I called the... I have got a real good friend. I hadn't talked to him in about 10 years. That's how good he really is. But he really is a good friend. It's just when I went through my stuff, I just, I just kind of left everybody. Just kind of, I, I knew I was in the wrong in a lot of things I was doing. And I did want, not want to be a part of anything good. I didn't want to mess it up. Does that make sense? And that's the truth. Well, I called this guy the other day and we got cut off short. My, my daughter had called me. And uh, I hadn't talked to him in a long time. And as we're getting ready to walk out the door this morning, my phone rings and I grab it and I went, oh boy. This dude's awesome. He's preached here. And uh, he's humble. I mean, he is humble on that phone. He says, Tommy, I had a feeling that uh, maybe you called me the other day when we got cut off and you was looking for a word from me. I said, no. I just want to visit with you, see what God was doing with you. I said, the Lord showed me a picture of your face just in my spirit. And he said, call him, see what I'm telling him. So as I called this guy last week, very prophetic man. I believe he's a prophet. I said, Rant, what's going on, brother? What's the Lord showing you? He says, ah. Uh, it's like, ah, uh, we got to get back to the basics. Like, yeah, but it ain't, there's no light. You know, there's something going on there. You know, and he is right. The basics of Christ. I mean, his basics blow your mind away. You know what I'm saying? His, I mean, these signs shall follow those who believe. Do we see that everywhere we're going? That's basic. That's the, that's the most basic. That's one of the first things. You'll heal the sick. You'll lay hands on them, see them recover. You'll cast out demons. You'll do all these different things. I'm ready to see it. I'm ready to do it. Amen? So he tells me, he says, oh, we just got to get back to the basics. Never mind. Usually this guy's way louder than me. You would not dare give him a microphone. And so I get a phone call and I got to go and hold for the last since I got phone. I'm like, man, Lord, what is, what's going on? Why? 
What's, what's his deal? So this morning we're getting ready to walk out the door and he calls. Hey, brother. And I, I had a feeling you maybe wanted me to give you a word the other day. I said, no. I just, the Lord wanted me to call you and see what he's saying to you. And he said, well, what's he saying to you? <laughs> so we have this conversation. I hear him sobbing on the other end of the phone. And he says, what you thought you needed from me. He said, you don't know what it meant. He said, you look at me as some big shot prophet. And I said, amen, I do. I believe with everything in me, you are one. He said, I need you. I need the word from you. And he said, I got it. I don't know what I said to him, but he got it. And he said, Tommy, i got to get hooked up with you. This is his words, not mine. I believe I'm prophetic. I don't believe I'm a prophet. But if God wants that, then so be it. He says, you have surpassed anything I've ever seen or felt. Coming out of his mouth. And it was just a conversation, Pastor. It was just a simple conversation, but it completely wrecked him. He said, for the last several years, I'm going through the motions. He said, I could quit any day. He's got an amazing church. Amazing church. He said, I, this, I said, Randy, sorry. I said, when you show up this morning, I said, you go unload on them. I said, everything that God has put into you, you go and you have a Holy Ghost revival in your church starting this morning. Amen? He got off the phone and changed man. His countenance, everything had changed on him. I said, you called me. I said, are you going live this morning? He said, yes, I am. And it's amazing that here I am preaching here this morning, and he called me, right, and Eric is standing there going, we got to go. No, we don't. I got to listen to what he's saying. But see, he was wanting to hear what I had to say. It's just an amazing deal. So he said, we got to get together and visit. And he said, no. He said, I'll tell you what, when can you come speak in my church? He said, I got another one too for you to go to and all these things. But you see how God just... Look, we didn't plan on calling and talking to each other. I hadn't talked to him about 10 years. God's on the move. We're in northeast Oklahoma. He's in southwest Oklahoma. There ain't no bridge between here and the Spirit, but God can do what God wants when and where He wants to do it. Through His Spirit, speaking the same Word of God because it's the Word of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It will not change. He has our best interest in mind, but... I'm telling you, he is sick and tired of what's going on right now. He is sick and tired. There's Scripture in the Bible that says that he shows up and his garment was sprinkled with blood. And they said, where have you been? He said, I've been out trodden. I've been whipping these guys on my own. I couldn't find anybody to go help me. They said behind him was a long train. A long train of, of saints in pure white garments. But he's been out there doing battle. Amen? We've got to pay attention to what God's saying in order to, for us to uh, move and hear what He wants us to do and say. We've already heard that the prophets are saying anoint your, your, uh, your borders. Do all these things for our protection. Look, no fear. I'll tell you what, if it's nothing to fear. Dead gum is pretty cool what's fixing to happen. Amen? I mean, I really... I've told Gerald that several times. 
I want to see it. I want to hear it. I want to be a part of it. And you know what? That's an answered prayer because we're right smack in the middle of it. And uh, let, me, let me tell you this. The Proverbs are saying this, and you've heard it before from, from Pastor Angie and Pastor Gerald. He gives June, July, and August, right? To really, really get serious, really get to pray, and really get to building yourself up. And then last week, and it might have been longer ago, but Tim Sheets says, you better get to anointing your place from now through September. Why? They said, why? And they said, because. Amen? For your safety. For your protection. Why do we anoint anything? Amen? Now look, Bobby said this on that deal yesterday. He said, hell is unleashed. They're mad. They're fear- look at what they're doing, to tr- trying to do to our world. This is disgusting. This is worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. This is sin is not sin to the world anymore. It's marching down your streets and teaching your children. It's in our government. It's in your state governments. It can be in your city governments. It's darn sure in our national government. Whose fault is that? That's what I believe God's saying. I believe this with everything in me. See, when Casey was little in Austin too, they, they little old kids like this and they... They decide they want to be warriors, you know. So you dress them up in their cute little old singlets and they're, you know, they're just stinking little kids is what they are. And they get out there and they try to go to battle, wrestling with each other. You might have one that's been doing a little bit longer than the other and he's a little bit better, but you know, when they're that big, it's just kind of a throwing around deal. But as they progress, and you see them little kids that's like him now, Six foot tall, 180 pounds, wrestled in college. I don't want to tie up with him. He'll hurt me. So will my son. But you see their progression from not really knowing a whole lot. The next step, they're getting pretty good, but they're still getting whipped. They get better, and they get better, and they get better. And next thing you know, they're going to college wrestling. They're going to Allstate. They're doing all these things. They have become that warrior. They know what to do when they enter into the battle. It's not anything else other than, look, it's, it's just reflex. They know what to do. They don't have to guess. They don't have to ask. They don't have to anything. When they step on the mat, when they step into battle, when you get up out of bed in the morning, or you go to bed in the morning, you step in, you enter into that battlefield being progressed through the Holy Spirit into what He has for you today to not fail. Because I'm telling you, with Him, your hand will always be raised. And you have accepted and accomplished His calling on your life. But it's a day-to-day practice. What's the worst part of wrestling, Austin? The practice. Why? It's harder than that six minutes out there, ain't it? Practice. I mean, i seen him come over and call it beat to pieces, and that was from the coach. That wasn't from the other guys. That was from the coach. Right? The coach tuned on him. Why? To build him in to the man that he recruited to fill the spot that he needed at that time. So the coach took a hold of him and said, come on, boy, time to ramp this up. Right? I'm telling you now, he come home knotted up. But he come home victorious because of what the coach showed him. Amen? Not just that he showed him. He drug him through it. Listen, you've signed up in the Army, in the Navy, You don't get the choice after you sign up and get on that bus and they fly you to boot camp. Guess what? You don't belong to you. 
They said, I want Mike to come home one time for a visit. We lived over in town, and she's in the bathroom brushing. And I thought that'd be funny. I went and hit her on the door, and I went, attention. And boy, she, boy, I mean, just jumped about through her back out of place, and I laughed till I couldn't laugh anymore. She goes, Dad. Like, I get she just fresh out of boot camp. It's funny to me, you know. But when she, when we went to see her at boot camp, different kid. Totally different. It looked like her, but it didn't. It sounded like her, but it didn't. See, beforehand, she's just kind of a ruddy little kid like the Bible talks about uh, David. And now, she's a machine. And she's been given orders, and she knows to follow these orders, and they're strict orders, and you know if you don't follow it, boy, you're in deep trouble. So every move she made was directed by the leader, and this is not, I don't care how, you're going to do it my way, just how I say to do it, Right? Doesn't the Bible talk about that? Every soldier who's enlisted should not entangle himself in everyday affairs of life. Amen? Did I quote that right? But yet we are enlisted as His soldiers. And yet we get so sidetracked with everyday life. And we call it ministry a lot of times. We call it helps. We call it all these different things. So really in a world that's looking at God through their fleshly eyes sees us and gives us applause instead of doing what God's called us to do. I'm not saying anybody in here is in the wrong. I'm telling you what the Holy Spirit's speaking to me right now. Instead of doing things that God has called us to do, we do things that self-fit us. Make us feel good. Oh, because that's the Holy Spirit. You ever had Him not make you feel good? You ever had Him spank you hiney? Right? <laughs> you ever had the things that He promised? Look, you can't just have the good promises. You get all the promises. You know, if that's where being an, a soldier enlisted in God's army, it doesn't matter because you know it's for your good. God causes all things. Right? So if we're enlisted, if we're focused on God, if we're doing what God's called us to do, all we have to do is yield and listen to the Master and submit and follow Him. No matter what it looks like, sounds like, smells like, anything like that, follow the Lord. Follow the chief. Follow the coach. Do what He's called you to do. Well, my way might be better. Good luck. You're going to come back. Like you've always said, how many times? We go around and around that mountain. <laughs> Look at when they left Egypt. What happened as soon as they left? They fell into a lot of doubt, didn't they? Disbelief, all kinds of junk happened, didn't it? Right after God had set them free. I saw a deal yesterday that says this, that they found that place where they went across there, and there's like a perfect, they said on one side of it was 5,000 feet deep. On the other side of it, 5,000 foot deep. Well, Jesus did them a big favor because He put it right there where they crossed. It was only 900 foot deep. They said when they went down there that the rocks had been pushed out of the way. They've got videos of it. The divers could only go down so far, but yet found horse skeletons, human skeletons, chariot wheels, all these different things. Prove him wrong. I dare you to try. Nine, eight or nine miles, I think they said it is, across that thing, however far it is. That's a long way. And they said when they were walking through there, you've got to imagine, they're looking up on both sides of them. And not, 900 foot walls of water. 
on each side of them. What have you been through? Have you stood there and God said, walk across? Have you had to put your faith to the test like that? Have you seen God when He says, just flap, hit the ground there with your serpent, watch what I do, it's all going to it's going to be great. Do you have faith enough? Because you're going to have to. Sorry. The Bible says those, those things which have been done will be done again. There is no fear in any of this, but praise God for it. But we've got to understand, I truly believe we're in the next exodus. We are leaving out and God is resetting everything in order to come back and look just like the church that He had created. See, the Scripture says that He's not coming back for a bride without spot or blemish. Amen? Amen? Are we there? We're a long ways from it. So in order for God to get us back to where we have to go, He has to reset some things and turn some things around. Amen? For our good. Amen? For our good. But see, now He's entrusted us to tell the people, get ready, prepare your hearts. Prepare your mind. Get ready for the things to come. Amen? It's not a scary deal. If you know Jesus, this is an amazing time to be alive. Amen? These are the prom- We're going to see things. I believe this. We're going to see the, the anointing amplified and multiplied. We're going to see the people who we think shouldn't. They will. We're going to see those people that are downtrodden, just like we talked about in 1 Corinthians. I chose the foolish things in this world to confound the wise. It's been the other way for a long time, and a lot of the people that think they're here from God have sat back and cowered, going, I, I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy, I can't do it. Well, I call those prophetic voices now. I call those preachers now. I call those, those evangelists. Everybody who is called from God, I call them into the kingdom right now in Jesus' name. Look, those are the ones that we're supposed to be helping, and the world too, but it's as we go. But we have got to bring forth a true revelation word of God. How many of y'all know that most worlds heard the Bible? Amen? How many of y'all know that most people don't just want to come to church and be preached at? That they want to come somewhere and they want to be set free. They want to hear the voice of the Lord. And that's what He's doing right here. That's what He's doing in this place. Let me tell you something. I can promise you as rebellious as I was when I first come back, I would not be here if God wasn't moving. It's because of God and the Holy Spirit that we're still sitting here and apart. Amen? Amen. I want to see the things. And we're going to see them. I want to be in there. Anybody hot? Shoo! You hot? <laughs> Robbie is hot. Is <laughs> hot? Isaiah 60, we're going to finish up right here with this. Isaiah 60 and 61, I'll try to get through as quick as I can. I apologize for being long-winded and loud. I wasn't intending to do either one of them. I'm sorry. Isaiah 60, verse 1, it says, Rise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Rises, it's coming, it's rising upon you. See, darkness covers the earth. Are we there? Hello, are we there? See, darkness covers the earth. A thick darkness is over the people, but the Lord rises upon you. And His glory appears over your nations, over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes, look about. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hips. 
Then you will be like a radiant heart. Then you will be radiant and your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth of the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of the nation will come. Herds of camels will cover your land. All these different critters will be on your place and God's going to bless you. He says, they will be accepted as offerings on my altar and I will adorn my glorious temple. Who are these that fly along the clouds like doves in their nest? Surely the islands look for me. And their their lead are the ships of Tarshish, bringing your children from afar with the silver and gold, the honor of the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, for He has endowed you with splendor. Amen? With splendor, not splinters. Amen? That's a good word from God. Where are we at? Come on, man. Where are we at right now? Turn your TV on. I hate for you to go watch it and get filled with filth, but go turn your TV on and see what's happening in our land that was established on God's principles, biblical principles, that we, the Christians, have let go. Look, God did not give the power of the church to the unsaved. He gave it to us. He gave it to us. It is our fault that things have turned this way. But... Turn it around. We have set our feet. We have stuck our chin out and said, come on. It's not going to happen anymore. A lady said the other day, oh, we got to pray. We haven't prayed. Look, we've been praying. How many of y'all been praying? Have we not seen the Holy Spirit move at Asbury at that big revival already this year? Have we not seen God do different things in this place? Have you not seen God personally do things in your life that you never thought would happen right now? Why? He's, he's, he's turning everything up. He is preparing His body, His bride, to function like He called them to. Not like you think they should function, but how the true identity of Christ in them and moving through them. Amen? It's time. It's time. You can either be on the side cheering, and that's great, or you can enter in and get your hands dirty and see the things of God. Amen? I pray. And I'm telling you, you need to go and do what the prophets are saying. You need to go anoint your dwelling place. You need to anoint your business. You need to anoint every square inch of your land. You need to be up painting the borders. We do that all the time. At first, I felt so silly. I mean, standing up there and I'm just... From the top of our hill, I don't know how far you can see, but it's a long, long way. You can see clear across Osage County, I think. And and sitting up there and we just... We paint as far as we can paint. We've painted Tulsa. We've painted Osage County. We've painted Avant. It's everywhere. Sky took. We've done it all. I want to be obedient to what God's saying. I don't want to miss anything. If I'm a little overzealous, sorry. It ain't going to change. I don't want to miss what He's doing. I want to be a part of that. I want my name to have stories told. I want this church. I want to say, you can't believe what Ascension Church has got going on. And it's coming. The gravity cloud thing. I mean, look, that's not a coincidence, is it, Angie? That's not. When you pray and you release things, you change the heavens, you change the atmosphere. Why would we pray if it didn't? Why? Does God just need our empty blah, blah, blah? It's time that we step in. It's time that we start expecting to see the things in the supernatural. Look, you're going to see them. You're going to see them. It's time that 
if we lay hands on somebody and they get healed and here we don't go, whoo, man, that's the first. No, that needs to be normal. And it's going to be. If we see somebody come in and it's not like harassing, but if they want help, we can get rid of that stuff. You don't have to leave with it. Regret, shame, whatever it is. If you said, I've, I've, I've missed, I, Lord, I've missed you. I, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I know I'm saved, but I don't hear you. I've been there. Be set free from that today. But be empowered to be who God's called you to be. The least of us is called by God. Amen. Let me tell you something. If you got up out of bed this morning, you've got a heartbeat and you've taken a breath, God has a plan for you this morning. God has a plan for the rest of your life. God has called you into His great army to do great things. Stop holding yourself back. Move forward with the things of God. If you're out there and you go, Lord, I don't know you. I, I know of you and I've heard stories. But Lord, this thing is, if you're real, I need you, God. If that's you, we can fix that this morning too. Because we've all been there. Every one of us. But I believe what the Lord's wanting to do is something very, very, very simple, but very supernatural. I believe that, that He also, look, we've got to start ministering to our ministers. Are you listening to me? Angie is. We've got to start ministering to our ministers. We minister to the Lord. Amen? I'm telling you, that's what the Lord said to me. But we need to start actually caring for each other. We need to look at each other and see them how God sees them. For God's name is... Amen, sister? <laughs> and when we can stand before others and just take in that deep breath and love them and see their hearts change and their lives change, see them come to a real life. And you see all these things are great that's going on, but that is the most important. I want to see life change. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of, pe there's a lot of people, and I know this because I was one, that sit out there in church every Sunday and go, man, this is good. Praise God, I pay my tithes. I'm there early. I'm in the prayer meetings up for whatever it might be. I'm Wednesdays, Monday, Fridays, whatever. But you don't know God. You know of Him. But you don't know Him. Amen? It is time. Look, you say, well, my, my mom and daddy was pastors. I'm good. Ah, Wrong. I had a buddy like that preach and pastored for years after his daddy passed away. And I mean, we're talking 10 years down the road. He calls me and says, I finally got saved. Is that not amazing? He'd been pastoring churches for years and years and years, traveling around, moving him from house to house, different churches. And he went to an evangelical revival. Uh, uh, what do you call us? Non-denominational. Spirit-filled, whatever we are. We're Christians. That's the way I look at it. But he went to one and, and he called me that night and he said, Tommy, I finally got saved tonight. And I was knocked over. You know, his daddy was a pastor. You see what I'm saying? And he just filled daddy's shoes and stepped right in there. So what? So what? What about God? Oh, but my granny prayed for me. So did mine. Amen? Oh, she prayed, I'm a Christian. No, you're not. 
See, we've got to start being bold enough to speak the Word of God. If, if God comes to you to convict your heart, does He just dance around it real nicely? Or does He go and just gouge you? Well, with me, He gouges me. Right? He might speak real nice to you and say, you need to fix this. I don't listen to that. I listen to the, okay. Amen? God wants to do things in here, but the number one thing He wants to do is He wants to change your, your way of thinking. He wants to open your eyes and your ears. He wants our hearts to repent and come after Him in a pure way. He wants us to see lives set free. He wants your life to be set free. And, and look, I love being up in front of people and preaching. I've been, I've been blessed to do it for a long time and got to see a lot of places and a lot of people get ready to go see some more. But i tell you, one of the things that's the toughest for me anyway is that you're preaching and you look through the crowd and your just heart hurts. And it hurts. You might know in the natural where people are. But then God shows you things in the Spirit and it's hard. I can't imagine, you know. I can't imagine. But see, all my kids are sitting here except for my boy and my grandkid. He's okay. But see, there's nothing that any one of them could do to ever make me turn my back. Never. There's nothing that any one of them could do, even the ones that aren't mine, that God has given me. There's nothing that's mine that's not theirs. All they have to do is ask. They know whatever they need, they cry out to the Father, is taken care of. To the best of my ability, I will do it. Amen? They even know they don't have to ask. They just receive it from me. You see where we're at? We need to be like that with our Father because He's like that with us. But see, religion tears you up. All the stuff that comes along with church that's not of God has messed up the true gospel of Jesus Christ. But God is righting the wrong, starting off with the ecclesia. He says, now, engage. Turn it on. Let's go. Without that, we have nothing. How can the body function unless the body's got all its parts to function? It can, but it limps and drags. It hurts. Right? It can't function the way it's supposed to. Amen? Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you that you are speaking right now. And Lord, not only are you speaking, but you're, you're commanding hearts to respond to your word. You're tugging. And you're saying, now, 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 now enter in. Now step out. Like Angie said, the, this is an open place. This is an open heaven. That door is wide open. Lord, we expect to see miracles this morning. God, we expect to see lives changed. Lord, you spoke your word. We know what you're saying, God, and we thank you so much for the time that we're in. Lord, I pray that You do indeed change every heart in here. Whatever we thought is right, if it's not, wipe it away, God. 
turn us back to you the way you've intended it to be. Lord, I thank you that you have set your people free. And Lord, do, do what you do best. Show up and show off in our lives. Lord, let us have our ears to hear and our eyes to see. God, build a passion in us. Look, the Word says that if, if we draw close to Him, if we draw close to Him, if we draw close to Him, then He'll draw close to us. If you're sitting out there, look, just raise your hand right where you sit. If you go, God, I need you closer to me. See, this is the thing. He's teaching us. If that's you, just raise your hand. Lord, I need more of you right now, God. And I'm telling you what He's saying is good. You need me. I need you to draw first. You make the first move and here I come. So it goes back to the choices. Now, you've raised your hands and I thank you for those hands. Lord, thank you for those hands. God, thank you. Lord, I pray right now that you burn it in the hearts. That, Lord, we must come to You for You to draw to us. Lord, I thank You that Your Word is truth and it is life, Lord. God, I thank You that You didn't come to condemn any of us, but to set us free. Lord, have Your way in here in Jesus' name. Just obey the Lord. We're hearers of the Lord. Are we doers? Come on. It's no time to sit at home and watch. It's time to be in the game. There's more than one. Come on, Tommy will pray for you. Tommy you and Erica come up here. Angie and Rob will pray. We'll pray. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. He's been my fourth man in the fire. Time after time. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. Come on, don't thank you. Don't say, I've got to think about this, pray about it. If you don't move today, you won't move.
That's why I trust him. That's why I trust him. 